0: This is episode 131, and I'm talking all about starting a blog to build a business with the amazing Katie. Welcome to the Content Queen podcast. I'm your host, Mariah, entrepreneur, featured writer, and storyteller in the Best Holistic Life magazine and founder of Content Queen. I'm here to teach you how to share your unique story, create content, and market your business with strategy through the channels that work for you. Each week, I'll deliver a story to help you connect to a powerful strategy around marketing, business, and content creation. I'll also be joined by amazing sales and entrepreneurs who are here to share their own journey along with actionable steps to help you take your business to a whole new level through amazing storytelling, powerful aligned marketing, and content strategy. Let's do it. Hello, gang. How are we all? hope you're having the most amazing week so far. I'm so excited to have Katie on for this podcast episode. Now, Katie is, in fact, a client of mine. And we've been working with each other for probably over twelve months now. And when we first started working together, she was starting up her blog, and now is fully in it. And I'm gonna, sh- she's gonna share her journey around her blogging experience. But really, what I love about this story, and why I wanted Katie to come on and chat, was about building a blog or a content channel before you build a business. Now, um, a lot of you listening. Already have businesses. But if you are wanting to start something new or um, something else, think about starting small with, you know, building some form of content channel before you actually launch offers. If that's something that could work for you and you are in the position to do so, I'm actually going to start doing this very soon. Um, By the time this episode comes out, I'll be in the thick of creating content for a new business idea, but I'm not going to launch anything for the business until I have created some content. And I also, you heard my journey last week about I started a blog before I started a business. Now, it wasn't in alignment with exactly what I was doing, but I think the power of learning how to create and market on a content channel before you start selling anything is When if you have the time and the resources is really valuable, and I think you learn a lot from that journey before diving straight into business, and you are able to kind of get those things, the mistakes and everything, out of the way before you know you kind of start selling stuff. If you don't have that luxury, that is fine. This episode might be really um, good motivation for you to start a blog, if that's something you've wanted to do. Um, There's some really good tips on how to get started and and what you need to look for. And I'll also have a a blog on this, on the four things you need to know before you start blogging. Um, And I think that's really valuable to just get you started um, and, and sort of create a bit of an action plan around what you need to do to make it happen. Because as I say in this episode, a blog is a really powerful way for you to have content on your website without anyone going anywhere else and it's your words, you own it. And I think every business should have a blog in some capacity. It might be something that you outsource if it's not in your zone of genius, but I think it could be if it's not in your long-term strategy for marketing and it's not a channel that you love, uh, one, think about it. And two, maybe think about outsourcing it or what can you do to make it easier for yourself? How can you repurpose? And I've got so many episodes on blogging, um, which I will pop in the show notes and you can check out. But yeah, this episode was an awesome opportunity for Katie to share her experience, but an awesome opportunity for us to learn from what she's learned. And I think that is amazing. And yeah, so let me introduce Katie. Let's jump into the episode and I'll come back and give you some actual steps that you can take to help you if you're, and, and these can be adapted for any platform, but come back after the, the interview and I will share them with you. But Katie has been a finance nerd her entire life and believes that having healthy finances impacts all areas of a person's life. She shares this belief by talking about finance along with self-care wellness and simple meal planning to help millennials feel confident in their adulting. So she has her own blog and is on various social media channels sharing her tips and knowledge to the world. So let's hear from Katie and her amazing experience starting her own blog to lead into what will be her business. Welcome, Katie, to the podcast. Can you please tell everyone who you are and what you do?
1: Hi, I'm so glad to be here on your podcast. Um, So my name's Katie. I'm the founder and blogger over at kblives.com. And we're a personal finance blog helping millennials with their finances and all the other areas of life that affect their finances, things like wellness, meal planning, self-care, um, just all those day-to-day adulting things that seem to have a trickle-down effect from to your finances. So trying to make things simple, easy, um, so that you can go ahead and focus on the parts of life that you want to enjoy and not just the boring stuff like what am I going to eat for lunch today? That's not really that exciting.
0: No, and that is actually a question that stalls me every single day.
1: <laughs> I know. Seriously, why do we have to feed ourselves three times a day? It's know, ridiculous.
0: It's too much. <laughs> I literally hate thinking about it. Um it's awesome. I love what you do and I love what you're about. So um what I want to dive into first before we talk a little bit more about what you've learned from your journey blogging and you know building up your content is your origin story, the reason why you started, you know, your business and your blog. So what is your story and how did you get
1: to where you are today? Yeah. So the basics of my story is um I've just always been really interested in personal finance and seeing and understanding how people spend their money. Like not in a judgmental, this is bad and this is good, but more of a like values-based spending. Like I value this. So I spend more money on, you know, I really value health. So I have a insanely expensive gym membership. Like that's great for you. And for somebody who doesn't value their health, like why are you spending $300 a month to go to the gym that you don't go to? Like <laughs> figuring out... <laughs> um what's important to people and how that um affects how they spend their money. Um, just as a young adult, I was always the friend that would congratulate someone on getting a new job and then ask them how's their retirement benefits and make sure you sign up, you know, right now, start saving ASAP. Um, and I just started to see you know, through those experiences and through groups on Facebook, like, that there were really just a handful of kind of core concerns that millennials, and especially women, had about their finances, like, the same, the situations were different, but the same themes popped Mm -hmm. up over and over again. And so, um worrying about you know am i saving enough would i be able to retire someday you know down the road um if i want to buy this thing is it frivolous how can i travel more i know that's a question you want answered Uh, and like i'm seeing all my friends living these fabulous lives on instagram but i can't even afford to buy groceries like what am i doing wrong so um Those same common questions that pop up often have similar answers, but are unique for the different Mm -hmm. people that are asking them based on, like I said, their values or where their current financial situation is. So I was looking for a way to be able to address some of those common, pretty basic concerns that people had with the basics of financial planning that was easy to understand um, and helped people kind of make it their own, you know, apply their own values and uh, really be able to kind of own that financial decision that they're making, whether it's how much do I spend for groceries, or let's set up a retirement plan. Um, So that was kind of the journey that I was at. um, And I wanted to make a job change. And so I was kind of thinking about what job I wanted to go to and not much sounded very appealing. And so <laughs> I was like, well, maybe there's a way I can start to um, mix what I do for fun and helping people with finances with a way that I can actually get paid for it as opposed to mm-hmm. just giving away free information to my friends and family. Um, yes. So I know these kind of topics are a little more complex and in depth. And so that's one of the reasons why I chose to start a blog um, as opposed to like just an Instagram um, so that the long form format can really dive into the details of making these decisions and things like that. So basically I just kind of focus on kind of the core basics of spending less money than you bring in, on a regular basis. If you have, or when you have that extra money, give it a job. So don't just let it sit in your checking account Mm -hmm. because you'll just spend it. That's just the Mm -hmm. way it works. Put it in savings, put it in retirement, invest it in some way. Um, And then lastly, prioritize your spending and savings based on your core values. Mm -hmm. Um, If you want a very comfortable retirement and don't mind waiting 50 years to get that then put all your money in retirement go for it but if you want to take a sabbatical in two years then put your money towards that like figure out what's neither of those are bad choices but they're very different choices for very different people so um those are kind of the basics of how i came to start this and want to work on um, just helping people feel more comfortable in their financial decisions and really owning um, their Mm -hmm. values and how they spend their money based on that
0: yeah I love that because it's so funny it's very interesting when you are online as as a business owner I see it more
1: Mm
2: -hmm.
0: (laughs) and we see these other business owners spending their money on maybe more material possessions or maybe like different. And it's very interesting. I, I see that as well. And I had a conversation with another agency owner yesterday and <clears throat> we're both doing it for very different reasons. Mm-hmm. He wanted to build this huge agency where they work with huge businesses and like his, that's his goal. I'm like, mm. I just want to travel. <laughs> <laughs>
1: just give
0: me a backpack so, and let me go. <laughs> so like, you know, that's what I want to do. That's sort mm-hmm. of like why I'm building my bit. Like, so it's so interesting how everyone has very different paths in where they yeah. go and why they do <clears throat> what they do. And that's the same with your own journey, like
2: mm-hmm. why
0: you chose to go down this path and create something of your own, um, rather than working for someone else. Um, Now, the topic that I really wanted to dive into today is about your experience starting your blog, Mm -hmm. especially because I think a lot of people are like, what platform do I start on? Where do I go? And of course, that's another question of where you want to, you know, the values of what you do and how you create content. And that's a completely different topic. But, um, you know, I, I just love that you started your... Because there's different people. There's people that start a business and then they create content to help promote their business. And then there's people that start a piece of content to then build a business, which is sort of the path you've gone down is starting your own blog to then build your business. So can you tell everyone why you went down this path and how it is for you right now? Where are you at in that stage of, you know, the content creation and now, you know, building more of a business and some income off the back of that?
1: Yeah. So a few few years ago, when I was ready to make or wanted a change, um, I was very much of the mindset that my value of being trapped at a desk from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. seven or five days a week, seven days during tax season, um, (laughs) just wasn't working for me anymore. (laughs) Um, And the company I worked for had a lot of benefits, but they really did see that um, work wasn't being done unless you were physically at your desk in your office, and so there just wasn't flexibility to work from home or um, have you know extended time off. And I was really craving freedom at that time, just having some control over my own life and schedule. And so um, that was really that freedom is really the driving force. There's still days where I'm working 12 hours a day, but there's also days where I'm sitting on my porch in the sunshine for Mm. hours in the afternoon um, choosing to have that freedom so um, but starting a blog was definitely something that was outside of my comfort zone Um, basically the extent of my writing other than papers in high school has been technical information on how to save you money for your taxes (laughs) things like if you do this, or if you make this choice, you'll save thousand dollars. If you make this other choice, it'll be $1,500 and just very analytical type mm-hmm. writing. Um, so I, I really spent some time trying to figure out how my natural voice comes through and how I could be personal and relatable with my blog that wasn't um, boring and dry, because who wants to read that really? Um, so in my case, my end goal, I want to be able to spend one-on-one time helping clients make financial decisions and set up their finances so they can manage them or mostly manage them themselves. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't want to be the traditional financial planner that charges you, you know, a percentage of your assets and works hard to, find value in what they do to make themselves look busy, like they're doing a lot to earn their pay. Um, I want to work with you for an hour, and I want to solve your problems and send you on your way. Um, Because I just that way, it's affordable for most people. It's not something that only the rich can afford. Um, And it's just it's simple and easy for the people that are involved. So um, knowing that my end goal was coaching, My blog was mainly a place to put um, kind of basic fundamental information that would apply to a lot of different people that I could use as kind of a starting point to get people some financial knowledge or share as like, okay, these are my basic foundational beliefs. Like, do they line up with what you're looking for? Um, So figuring out that I wanted a a place that not only could have information, but could also have resources for people through spreadsheets or other tools, Um, and then also a place that they can connect with me one-on-one to do some sort of coaching or um, help with analyzing spreadsheets or things like that. So that was why I went with something that was more robust than just an Instagram profile Mm -hmm. or just a Facebook profile and decided to go with the the full blown blog. Mm.
0: And you've probably found with that, you now, you know, and we'll talk about that in some questions I've got for you, Mm -hmm. but you've then got content that you can build these social profiles. Right. And, and that's the content that you is yours. You've, you own it and you have more control over that content. So I think like having that sort of long form content piece is what I teach a lot. And what I encourage everyone to have, whether you've you want to start, you know, influencing online in any way or creating content or whether you want to build a business, having that sort of long form content piece, whether it is a blog or a podcast or, you know, a video series is just so foundational for your business because it just helps you build up all that content and then share it across, you know, multiple different platforms. So I guess um, what I want to lead into is some actual steps that everyone can take away because I'm sure there's a lot of people listening that are just on social media and not, and even though I'm harping on about it a lot, they're probably (laughs) not taking that next step um, to create a blog or something. I think no matter what long-form content piece and whether you outsource I think a blog is so important for your website in general. So that's why I always talk about blogging because it's on your website. It's probably one of the only long-form content pieces that you host on your website completely 100%. So that's why I'm a big advocate. Uh, so I want to go through a series of questions of those looking to start blogging as a marketing strategy. So what piece of advice would you give to someone who is looking to start a blog? What do they need to do first? Like what's the the foundational
1: things that you think were really important for you? Yeah, I think the the main thing to start with is actually to be clear about your end goal. Like look and dream about what you want this to look like in a year, in two years, in five years or whenever it is you are successful. I'm using air quotes for that. Mm -hmm. Um, But like, like, what do you want this to be? Um, In my case, I knew that um, coaching was my end goal. And so even though right now on my blog and social media platform, I don't even mention it, but the choices I've made throughout the process of branding and host or uh, not hosting um, the platform that I used and Mm -hmm. things like that. Um, Same with email. It was all the choices were made looking towards that end goal of coaching and how can Mm -hmm. I most easily connect with people and have that one-on-one interaction. um, And then also to be paid for that one-on-one interaction seamlessly without having to completely undo something or a choice that I made at the beginning, um, Mm -hmm. which happens a lot. If that happens to you, it's totally fine. It it happens, but it is kind of um, kind of knocks the wind out of your sails to undo or completely redo something you worked so hard for just because something changed down the road. So um, be really clear about what your end goal is and um, work on a path on how you're gonna get there and the steps that lead to that, um, which in my case was as simple as establishing an online presence and posting consistently and then working on getting some tools and other financial resources available um, and then connecting with the buyers of those financial pieces and then finally getting to the offering one-on-one coaching. situation so even though i'm only part way down that journey and i don't necessarily know what each step is going to look like i do know where my final destination is going to be and so i think coming in with that approach will make the early decisions that seem overwhelming a little bit simpler Mm.
0: i absolutely love that how you say that because i had a conversation with someone yesterday doing a mentoring session and she's like, I've got this podcast and I've got Instagram and, you know, I want to get my first clients from these platforms. And I said, okay, well, what's the goal for those platforms? What is your goal on being on those platforms? Ah, I need to write those down. I need to start those goals. (laughs) So, you know, even every year it might be a little bit different because you Mm -hmm. start to progress. But, yeah, I love that, mapping out what the end goal is. And even if you don't exactly know the the path and what's going to happen on that journey, it's at least going, okay, why am I doing this? Yeah. And this is a question that we often need to connect back to. I connect back to it a lot because I always go off path <laughs> and I'll be like, why did I start my business? Why am I doing this? What mm-hmm. is the goal? What is the, con- and ev- but everything in your content marketing strategy and your business strategy in general is like, why am I doing this? What is mm-hmm. the goal for this? Like, what is, you know, why did I start this book? Oh yes, it's so I can start offering my, okay. Now you go back to like, why are you doing it? So I absolutely love that as a first step because I think that's, really important to do that first because otherwise we're just creating on channels and we're not really sure why we're doing it.
1: Yeah, Um, and that can lead to being kind of feeling disjointed um, with your different, you know, Pinterest and Instagram and things like that. Um, But having that one goal and even to the extent where you put it on a post-it note that's on your computer or something where you can just get used to filtering any decision you make or any choice or any social media post, like, Am I accomplishing that goal, or am I at least adjacent to that goal mm-hmm. um, with what I'm doing?
0: Yeah, I love that. That is a really good tip. So, um, going back to, I guess, more of like a a baseline, um, just in case people are wondering, because we, I get it's it's interesting when you create podcasts and content, and you know this too. It's like. You create a concept, and then actually, the most foundational question is what people want to know. So, I want to go back to the foundational question of how did you discover the best platform to host your blog on? Because, I mean, a lot of people might have a website, so that's fine; they they have a blogging platform on their website. But I was in the same boat when I started my blog, um, "A Traveler's Antics," you know, in 2014. I don't even remember how I knew what platform to host on. Like, I can't. It was so long ago that I now can't remember how I landed on WordPress and I know you're on WordPress, but I'm keen mm-hmm. to know. And then we'll go into sort of the research that you did to start your blog. But how did you discover the best platform? What did that look like? Because I know a lot of us, I mean, the world of online tech, I mean, maybe you've had experience before, but we're like, how do we know what's the best website for us to host on to actually start our blog?
1: Yeah. And I came into this um, being a complete computer, well, a complete website techie newbie. Like mm-hmm. I had, I knew how to work, you know, software programs like Excel and Outlook and things like that super well. And I could navigate the computer, but as far as like designing a website, that was just like, so beyond my skills. Um, so I, I did some research and read quite a few posts. Um, Cause even if you just Google like what, platform should I use for my blog and scroll down past the advertisements at the top, which there are many for that. Um, and maybe even jump to like page three or four because the first ones are probably sponsored by somebody. Um, but I kind of I went back to that my end goal was to facilitate coaching. And so I felt like WordPress.org was the best option to be able to Um, integrate sales platforms and have a professional looking coaching website that I could use functionally and, um, attractive to prospective clients. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I liked the idea of some of the all-in-one options like Squarespace and Wix and Groove just because they were designed for, you know, the non-techies of us, but, um, I just kept stumbling upon people regretting that they chose it and then having to go through a conversion process or a reset-up process as they move to WordPress.org to get more functionality. And I decided that that didn't sound like any fun, so <laughs> I would just start from the beginning. Um, and even though WordPress.org, pe- some people say, is you know overwhelming or too complex, um, once I bought, I ended up going with a paid theme. Um, but with those instructions and with a little help from my hosting company, um, I was able to get that set up and have a very professional looking website um, mm. pretty much from the get-go. So um, the second tip I will give you for this is um hosting for your website is actually pretty important. Um, A lot of people will say go to Bluehost, mainly because Bluehost pays bloggers to use them and to recommend them. Um, But I ended up stumbling on a company called Lyrical Host, and it's a small business. It's women-owned. They do hosting all around the world, but I think they're based in the UK. Um, And the customer service and the tech help that I've received from them has been fabulous their people are amazing they um several times have gotten me unstuck from something that i was getting ready to pay somebody to help me with and mm. they were like able to take care of it in five minutes with a support ticket like no big deal um and my favorite part is they don't play the bait and switch price teaser where you get a super cheap rate the first year and then it like quadruples yeah because that just annoys me like it's very much here's the value we give you, here's the price, like welcome to the family approach. So mm-hmm. um that I originally I was like, you know, what does hosting do and what do I like I'm just buying space on the server, but knowing that I have people in my corner who are able to help me and um have that reliability is a huge piece of mind. So I would definitely consider um the hosting company as you're picking your platform um, Mm. and making that decision at the same time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you're going with a platform like WordPress, where Mm -hmm. there's so many things you can do with it and you do need the support to kind of make the things happen. Um, But going off what you said, you know, not having much um, tech experience and everyone can learn and do it. You know, there's so many YouTube videos out there and, and there's so much research and I found, you know, with anything that I've done, even starting my own podcast, I just dedicated the time to learn it. And sometimes we can learn by just doing it, which I'm a big fan of. But um, I've got, for example, my partner who's the complete opposite and he'll learn everything before he starts. So he won't start until he's learned. So everyone's a little bit different. I think it's working out which one you are. Um, but setting yourself goals, like you said, to learn, you know, different elements. Like, hey, today I'm going to you know, do some research on my yeah hosting platform or I'm going to do some research on what website I'm going to build on or um, what path I'm going to go down. So I love, I love that element because I think it's really, it just breaks it down and makes it less overwhelming rather than, okay, I'm going to build a website cool what does that look like if you don't (laughs) break it down you don't get started I know that um so what research did you find is required before starting a blog so you talked about you know finding the website um platform to use the hosting company what are some other things that you found whilst researching that was required to starting a blog
1: um there was so much research and there were so many different people and different voices all telling me oh this is the absolute best do this and so it really takes some focus at the beginning um to drown out some of those voices and pick a few trusted voices even if they're you know not someone you know personally if they're trusted voices online um and just focus on what the next step is and like if you're in the process of designing your site on um, your hosting platform for the first time and you're working on getting a logo and color choices and things like that you don't need to be spending time researching convincing wording for email marketing like at the same time like Mm -hmm. that will come and be later and you can put it on a to-do list or a Trello workboard for later. But right now, spend time on, you know, learning the ins and outs of WordPress and design elements and things like that that really apply to the next thing you need to do to move this project along. Um, I utilized YouTube a lot, especially with learning WordPress, because I could have a YouTube video on one screen and I could have my WordPress on the other screen. (laughs) And then I could pause it and be like, wait a minute, I don't have that button. What did I do? (laughs) How did I break it already? (laughs) Um, So utilizing YouTube was really important. Um, And the other place I found a lot of resources was actually a few groups on Facebook. Um, If you're not a Facebook user, there's also some Reddit sub forums for different blogging things. Um, But having a place that I could just go and be like, okay, I've got myself stuck or in some giant mess or I'm just completely overwhelmed by deciding between A and B. Um, And you could get some input from people who have been there and done that before. Mm. Um, I kind of went overboard with that and joined a ton of groups and got overwhelmed. And so then I backed out of about two-thirds of them (laughs) because some of them... As you're in them, you'll find some of them are a little salesy or spammy or, you know, just didn't have the vibe I wanted. But mm. um, a couple that I found that were really helpful consistently were um, Blogging Babes Collective on Facebook and then Blogging for New Bloggers with Lucretia and Marina. Um, I think they're actually Aussie based. Ah, um,
0: uh, Yes, I know those girls. Yes. Yeah, I think I know. Yes.
1: Um, so I found them to be just very useful groups that um, kind of the founder was pretty active in but then there were also people within the group um, that were really helpful with providing information and answering questions and things like that so um, just having having some places to go when you get stuck so you don't just stop Mm. is really important
0: Yeah. And you build up a community too, right? Like you build up people that are going to support you during your journey. And I think community is really, really important when we are starting content channels because it's not just about like giving information. It's also about like, you know, receiving input and and getting engagement um, from people in the community. Mm -hmm. So I think that, you know, kind of leads me into you actively creating your blog and, and being consistent with it. I've got a few questions around that. But my first one is because you... You, you write three blogs a week. So let's not like, you know, um, miss that because, people you know, usually a lot of people will just write one, like you do three, right? So people need to understand that how much energy and, and time you put into this because you do three blogs um, per week. How do you think of these topics? Because I think this is the number one question I always get, like, how do I never run out of content ideas? How do you think of your topics uh, each week? How do, how do you do that? And how do you never run out of ideas?
1: I kind of... I do still run out of ideas every now and then there's a day where it's like it's money Monday and I open my blog and I'm like, shoot, I got nothing. Like, <laughs> um, But I think for most of the time, it's kind of a combo of two ways. Um, on a daily basis, I have a bookmark on my browser. So as I'm looking at social media or just reading other finance blogs or cooking blogs, um, and I see a post that resonates with me, um, I'll bookmark it and then come back to that later and you know, make some changes and make it my own, or put a spin on the perspective mm-hmm. and make it my own. You know, mm-hmm. number one, don't copy other people's yes, information. That, <laughs> for any blogger and any person on social media, don't copy it. No. Um, and then the second thing I do is. About once a quarter, I kind of have a planning session where I come up with um, titles and then SEO keyword research at that time. Because to be honest, I hate keyword research. Um, And so, if I know that, okay, I need to write a post today, and the first thing I need to do is do my keyword research, I'm probably not going to write that post. Mm. I'm probably going to put it off. So, I found that doing keyword research ahead of time so that I can just sit down and write. Uh, makes me more likely to actually sit down and write. So in that quarterly planning session, um, I kind of map out what each post for Money Monday, Wellness Wednesday, and Foodie Friday um, is going to be leaving a few gaps or giving myself some flexibility um, within that to address things as they come up. I know um, when this whole gas prices in the U.S. really jumped up a month or so ago, I moved a post so I could write about saving ways to save money on gas. Um, mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. a very timely post. Cool. I need to
0: go and read that one because it's ridiculous here too. <laughs>
1: it's so ridiculous here. Um, so... I would say trial and error and figure out what works best for you. But those are the two things um, that Mm. I found that work for for me and my thought process.
0: Yeah. And I think planning ahead allows you to not get stuck yet when you're writing because you're not like, oh, okay, i got to think of a post today. What's it going to be? And then, of course, the more you write, and I'm sure you've found this, the more inspiration comes from questions people ask you, comments you get on your blog, comments you get on social media, Um, chatting with people, uh, in your target audience that just come like, you know, ask you questions. You're like, ah, blog idea. Um, I'm sure that also comes up, but you don't get that until you actually in it and start writing. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you found that at the beginning, you are probably like, Oh, what happens if I ever run out of content ideas? It's not a blocker for you not to start. It's actually more of an indicator of why you should start so that you get more ideas.
1: Yeah. And I've actually found, um, there's, If you can find a community that is related to the focus of your blog. So my blog is personal finance and I have two groups on Facebook that are specifically, they're started by other bloggers, but it's women's personal finance. And so there's times when I need some inspiration or I just flip through there and I see, oh, well in the last two days, eight people asked questions about student loans. Hmm. Maybe I should write something about student loans. Um, so, just kind of getting the pulse for who your audience is and being able to use that inspiration, you know, whatever's worrying them at this point in time, use yeah. that to be able to write a post that's then relevant to people.
0: Yeah. So. And that's why those community groups are awesome. And even though some people question, Um, where Facebook is going in terms of Facebook groups, they're still super active. Like people are are still in them and they're still Mm -hmm. at the moment, you know, we could forever worry about what's going to happen in the future with content or we could just start writing and creating now and then start, you know, know, even with TikTok, people are like, oh, is it going to hang around? Is it going to stick around? Should I bother with it? Well, you know, it's still here. And Mm -hmm. I think if we worry about the future of things, we would never get started. So I think even with Facebook groups, Mm Yes. Okay. Maybe that there's a saturated amount of Facebook groups still doesn't mean you can't find information that you need in them because people are still actively in them. And I know you've had really good connections through these Facebook, And so have I, like my website designer who designed my website, we met on a Facebook group. So like, mm-hmm. you just don't know where you're going to find people. Right.
2: Absolutely.
0: So I guess that leads into my second question of how have you been able to stay consistent? Like three blogs a week is huge. And you do your socials, um, you know, you promote through Pinterest, Instagram, Facebook, let me know if you've added any more other channels, but, and you do email marketing as well. So how have you been able to stay consistent during this time? Because it's, that's the one thing that people really struggle with, with content.
1: Mm -hmm. And it's hard. Um, The main thing that I've done is just having a plan that, um, monday tuesday and wednesday of the week i tend to write posts and then friday i tend is usually my day for scheduling everything for the following week Um, but um, allowing some flexibility because there are some mornings where i do get up early and schedule everything for that day to post Um, and just giving yourself a little bit of grace like there are going to be times where you're going to miss a post or um, something's not going to schedule right. I scheduled something a couple months ago accidentally for 2021. So yes, it went live, but yes. it um, <laughs> it showed up as my very first post like a year ago because I was like, why can't I find this? <laughs> um, so like allowing yourself, you know, if you're sick and you can't get you don't have the energy to do anything much less write and schedule posts um giving yourself a little bit of a break there so that you don't b- completely burn out and just quit where you're going so um taking a break whether it's intentional or um forced i was forced getting sick a couple of weeks ago and didn't post anything for a week and so that's okay it's just mm-hmm. a matter of getting back into the routine Getting picking up where you left off um, and continuing to focus on your goal of creating content, helping people um, and posting information that's relevant and useful. Mm.
0: And that's a good one, because I think often if we don't give ourselves the breaks when we need it, we're just we the content doesn't have the weight that it would if you're inspired. And Mm -hmm. and consistency looks different in any way. Just because, you know, you're creating three blogs a week doesn't mean someone that's starting a blog has to do that. It's depending on, as you said, your goals. And that's Mm -hmm. why I love, you know, going back to what you first said is just establishing those goals and the end goal of creating that content. So I guess um, that leads into the biggest lesson you've learned from blogging. What, What do you think that's been over the course of this journey?
1: Um. I think the first one is that you don't have to know everything there's people out there that have their little niche expertise just like mariah um, that can help you with the different components Um, and you can find them and you know either hire them for support or you can hire them to do it outsourcing is a great tool Um, Yeah. yeah i did several fiverr deals To get people, um, you know, to do something that would have taken me three days to learn and two more days to screw up before I finally (laughs) got it right. So um, just allow yourself the opportunity of being a newbie that you're learning and what you're doing may not look like a seasoned veteran, but you're still learning and you're doing it. So give yourself Mm. credit for that.
2: Mm,
0: That's a good lesson also like your first piece of content is not going to be as good as your current piece or the last ever piece you create and I think I I need to learn I needed to hear that because I want to start a TikTok and I've been procrastinating because I want it to be a certain way (laughs) as soon as like even though I've created TikToks and things but Mm -hmm. for my business I haven't so I'm like hmm I was like you know what you just got to learn and you just got to be open to learning so I really love that and I guess what was some unexpected things that you got from starting your blog and the things that you didn't think were possible or even related to blogging that has happened?
1: Yeah. Um, I think that one of the biggest things just for myself was that um, I found a voice that can connect with readers that I, going back to the my story and just how technically I wrote, you know, very fact-based that i was really worried in the beginning about finding a um you know a kind and non-judgmental voice to talk to readers because the last thing i want is any sort of financial shame in anything that i write so um i think it's really helped me in finding you know more compassion and understanding and um for people as they're trying to make these financial decisions um, and that has, Gone through not just in my blogging and social media, but also in my day to day life as well. Yeah. Um, and then I think connections with others. Um, I knew blogging, you know, was very much going to be the Katie show, but at this point, I'm not outsourcing anything and it was just going to be all on me. But finding um, connections and friendships with people, either through Facebook groups or through, um, hiring outsourcing resources and being able to connect with people face-to-face has been really encouraging and um, it's just a really great community within the Mm. blogging world so
0: yeah I love that I think community is really important with content creation and I think we forget that those things are really valuable and go really well together and when we can build up a community like even if you think you find your people, you know, even for example, um, with my Whipple's journey and with my surgery, creating a TikTok, and now, like, I get these people that message me that, um, have had a Whipples and they're young and I'm like, it's giving me inspiration to start other things like maybe a Facebook group for young people that have had a Whipples, you know, and you don't find those people unless you're creating and getting into those groups and sharing your story and sharing your knowledge. I think that's, it's so powerful when we can create this kind of consistent content stream and use it to find people and connect. So before we wrap up, is there anything else you'd like to add or share about blogging that you
1: think would be helpful to people? Um. The only other thing I can think of is just as you're entering into this journey, especially as a new person, you know, with maybe minimal experience in the tech side or the decision making side of this, um, there's going to be a million people coming from every direction, trying to sell you or convince you to buy something or do it this way. And Some of those voices are really loud and persistent and really annoying. Um, Others are a little more subtle and quiet, but either way, it's overwhelming, Mm. uh, especially when you're starting. So um, I would say to just be very careful and selective in um, who you align with within the blogging world. Um, You don't need to follow everyone. Find a few that really resonate with you or that you um, connect with better and consume their free content first and if that really works for you and you get value out of that then go and start paying for content that's relevant that you need um, mm. so there's just there's so many and i've heard quite a few people that started out um with a like a blog that's on gardening or something and then they realize that it's way easier to make money on selling things to other bloggers than it is on selling things related to what they're interested in and so then they switch to being targeting bloggers and um, it just seems like there's so many of those out there that it can be overwhelming and jumping back and forth between two different people that say oh first it's always important you do thing a and then another person says oh thing a can wait thing C is always most Mm. important. Like it can just be really overwhelming and make you feel like you're stuck or not sure what to do. So kind of limit that the best you can and you will get stuck. You will get overwhelmed, but figure out a way to move on and keep going. So
0: yes, exactly. That's awesome. I think definitely finding the right people to be your resource hub and the -hmm. people that can guide you because there's no right way to do something there's always different paths and I think it's just finding your own that's really important and even if it is a little bit backwards to how someone else would do it I think the results always going to be the same if you consistently stick at it and give it time and put your energy into it at the end of the day yeah. so thank you for joining how can people find and connect with you and read your resources and content and yeah see what you're doing on the online space?
1: Yeah, so my blog is kblives.com. Um, and the link for that is going to be down below in the show notes. And so you can check that out. Um, I'm on social media, everywhere, but TikTok, um, and all my handles are at KBLives. Um And then if you want to hear from me regularly, you can sign up on my website to get self-care Sunday emails sent to you every Sunday um, that can just give you a few minutes to pause and reflect and have a little bit of good news um, to start your week out on the right foot. So,
0: yes, I love it. I love the self-care Sunday emails, six o'clock. It comes in on my end. Love it. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining. It was so good to hear your journey and your story and um, others to be inspired to start, you know, a, a bit of a longer form content channel, especially blogging and to see, you know, where, and I love that you tell your story about being a technical writer because we all have writers in us and we can adapt and change and share our voice in any way. And I think people resonate with our voice um, when they're connected to what we teach. So thank you for joining. It's been awesome.
1: Absolutely. I'm so glad to be here and thanks for the invite.
0: Thank you. I loved that episode with Katie and chatting with her apologies for like the um, clearing of my throat during that episode. And probably while I'm talking now since having surgery, I just like, The NG tube, it just like really plays up with my sinuses and all sorts of things. And so, there's things happening here, and it's not nice, but I apologize. So, what I think you could get out of this episode, and what I encourage you to do off the back of what Katie said, regardless of whether it's a blog or anything, first thing is check in on your goals and why you're on the channels that you're on. What is the purpose? of what you're doing and maybe it's your blog maybe it's something else and then what's the end goal and how is this channel getting you there and what do you why are you creating what you're creating what do you want to create to get to this end goal and what's the purpose and I think checking in on that purpose is really powerful when you are creating content or looking at a new channel so that is something I would 10 out of 10 recommend And like some of the things she said in the episode, don't get overwhelmed with the research. Find a few people to help you, not everyone. If Content Queen is that person, reach out. I'm more than happy to do a session with you. Uh, If you want to learn more about blogging, obviously it's one of my um, expertise and I've done a lot of work in blogging. So yeah, if if you want to jump on a, a call or message me on Instagram and I can tell you more about that. Find your community and people that you can you know, get to know, whether it's in the blogging space or in the field of what you're creating content on. There's podcast communities, there's YouTube communities, like find your community that will definitely help you. And repurpose your blog. This is the last thing I want to mention. Have a marketing strategy. How are you going to get this blog out there? Are you going to use Pinterest, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok? What does that look like? And how from when you publish your blog or your content channel, how are you going to market it? And I talked about that a little bit more A little bit last week uh, but that is one thing that you really need to think about is repurposing this blog utilizing it for all sorts of things so you can get people to the blog and you can share your knowledge and it allows you to be consistent without spending too much time and energy on that channel So they're the four things that I wanted to cover. If you're not sure on what content channel works for you, there is a quiz that I have. I'll put the link in the show notes and you can check it out. And essentially you take this quiz. It might be blogging, but it might be another channel. And you can utilize these tips depending on like on any channel. It doesn't matter. But blogging is just something I'm really passionate about. But if you are looking to start blogging or you need some help blogging because you want to outsource that, get in touch. Um, I would love to chat to you about blogging or how Content Queen can help you. But be a content queen or king. And remember that developing your strategy and story develops your business. Thank you so much for joining me today. And please don't forget to share this with all your business and entrepreneurial friends. You can do this by adding it to your Insta stories and tagging me at Content Queen Mariah or just simply tell them about it. If you rate and review on whatever platform you listen to this on, it'll help me get my podcast out there, share my message, and help others with their content marketing. Follow me on Instagram, connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know if there's any topics you want me to talk about in the future. I would love to cover them, but I'll talk to you guys next week as we head into a new month. Bye.